that's new. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, continue, right. Hello, today I'm talking to RJ. Hello, RJ, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, I'm, I'm RJ Dark. I'm the author of A Numbers Game, which is the first book with Mal and Jackie as the protagonists. Um, I have other names which I write other things under. Um, and I'm really excited to be here. Uh, I live in Leeds. Um, my books are set in a kind of, it never says it's Leeds, but it, it kind of possibly maybe is. Um, but they're very Northern, they're very Northern sensibility and a very working class sensibility because that's not something you really see much in, in detectives in the UK. We, we tend to like our detectives to be quite middle class. Uh, did you always want to write? Um, no, no, I didn't. I wanted to be a rock star. Um, I, I kind of didn't finish school um, when I should have finished school because I bought a guitar and thought I was going to be really, really famous. Um, I did play in bands for a long time and I had a really good time. But eventually I realised I was absolutely hopeless as a musician and it didn't matter how big my hair was. It wasn't going to make up for it. Um, so I went back to something that I'd always loved before. I've always been a reader. I've always read loads. So I thought, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write books. So I, I messed about and did short stories for a long time and didn't get anywhere. And then I thought, right, I'm going to really go for it. Um, I had a bout of illness, came out of that, I thought, right, yeah, let's do it. My little boy came along and I started writing novels. Um, and I think my, my fifth novel actually sold, but that, that was under a different name. Um, but this, this novel is one that I've had in my head um, a numbers game for over a decade. These characters have been with me. I could just never quite get it right. Um, so yeah, I've not always wanted to write. I've always wanted to do something creative and I kind of realised that writing books was much more I, my style of playing instruments was eventually. You'd be surprised actually how common that is. Um... A lot of people seem to go from songwriting or script writing to writing, so it's yeah, not usual. I mean, there's a lot. There's enough crime writers to have a band. I know that because they they play all time, don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and do you want to just give us um, a brief outline of what your book is about? Yeah, it follows um, Malachite Jones, who who has an intentionally silly name. Um, who was brought up on one of the roughest council states in England and bullied mercilessly for that name. And he's had some problems in his life. When we meet him, he's a, a psychic medium, though he's a, he quite happily admits that he's a fraud, he refers to himself more as a bereavement counsellor. And his best friend, who's called Jackie Sinkata, um, who was the person that bullied him mercilessly all through school, and then events transpired that pushed them together that are kind of the hinted at in the books but later on in the series we'll probably come back to those and, and examine them more thoroughly what actually happened um and mal is very thorough in his research for his psychic stuff to help people out this is how he sees it um and jackie brings him this woman whose husband's died and he had eight million pounds and she wants it and it's and Jackie says, look, we, we can find that. We can do it. But it's the sort of thing we do. And they're like, all right, let's have a go then. But it turns out to be a lottery ticket, um, which, of course, is a lot harder to find than £8 million worth of money. And it turns out that she is the, the daughter-in-law of the area's biggest gangster. 
And it turns out some of the gangsters also think this money's theirs. And Mal and Jackie's life just gets progressively more and more complicated. And it turns out it's not about this lottery ticket. There's a lot more going on. And it gets more terrifying and more violent as we build up to the, the denouement, as we like to say, um, in crime circles. Um, and it was an absolute blast to write. I wrote it really quickly, about three or four months. Really enjoyed doing it. I like those characters. They, they're funny and and they're really kind of joyful to write and to be around. I kind of think, oh, I'll be mates with you. I'd be scared if I went out with Jackie because he would get in a fight, but I'd probably be mates with Mal. <laughs> um, and did you say that's going to be the first in the series? There's three, three I'm contracted for with, with Waves Back who have been brilliant and, and they, they love the book as much as I do and they're all written. I've just I've actually finished the third one yesterday. Um, so they're, they're done um, and each one tells a, they're all standalone, they're all, they're all its own little story and we learn a little bit more about Mal and Jackie in each one. So there's three and maybe there will be more. I think it depends how much people enjoy it. I'll probably write more just because I like doing it. So it was kind of <laughs> just enjoy myself doing it and see what happens. <laughs> um, what made you finally decide to write crime fiction? Well, I've been oh, keeping this separate. I, I'm actually um, better known under my other name for writing fantasy fiction. Um, and and I, under that name, I won the British Fantasy Award Best Novel this year. Um, and my books have done pretty well. And I like that. Fantasy is really good. But um, my reading over the past sort of two decades uh, has really been more crime, particularly American crime, which is my big love authors like Robert Grace and Harlan Coburn and Robert B. Parker, um, who's a huge influence on the Man and Jackie books. Um, a bit of Happen Leonard in there as well. Um, and then sort of when I was very young, Agatha Christie was always in our house, so I read all the Agatha Christies, and uh, and that sort of golden age of crime is a big, big love of mine. We've got a whole shelf first edition Agathas out there. Um, so yeah, crime is is possibly closer to my heart than fantasy. Um, even my first fantasy book that sold was actually a murder mystery in in fantasy clothes. Um, so yeah, it was something I really wanted to do. But I, I'm a bit of a tart. I don't really hold the idea of genre I just like to write I don't really care what I'm writing so whether I'm writing something with like dragons in it or something that's like a really gritty hard-hitting murder mystery um, it, it's no difference to me I'm writing about people because people are what matter and people are what I get really excited about and, and do I like these people I'm interested in their stories everything else that's just like the clothes they're wearing it, it what, what it is doesn't matter it's the those people and, and their, their inner struggles and what, what they want and what they need and, and how that drives them to do certain things. And that's, that's what I'm always exploring, sometimes in depth and sometimes for comedy. <laughs> um, what's the most interesting you you found out when doing research for your books? Oh, God, I, I, oh, this is a really hard question. I get asked this a lot. Um, I don't really do research. It's, it's not a, a thing that interests me. I'm writing fiction, so I make stuff up. Um, I learned a lot more about powerful cars writing these books than I knew before because I've no real interest in cars, but Jackie drives um, powerful cars, and you have to learn stupid things like 
does it actually have enough room in the glove compartment for him to put some binoculars in because some of them don't? Or does it have a stereo? Because they're always playing music. And then someone I know who knows about cars said it, this car would not have a stereo. It's, it's too too much money. Really expensive cars don't have stereos, apparently. Which was uh, So maybe it's that. Really expensive cars don't have stereos. But generally, I'm, I'm just making stuff up all the time. And I've got quite a... I'm, I'm a... I'm a very curious person. So there's quite a, a large knowledge base in my head that I, I can draw on. Um, so I don't, I don't like to be slowed down either when I'm writing and, and stopping to research things. It's, it's uh, no, I just do it, fly through it. So yeah, cars and stereos, that's the nearest I've got. Oh, and how to pick a lock. I did research how to pick a lock, which I then ended up using because my little boy locked his bike up and forgot the code. Well, I say he forgot the code, I forgot the code. So I actually had to pick the bike lock. So I was thinking that's the first time writing has actually been useful in a practical sense in my entire life. And I was like, yes, and, actually, and I did it. Quite good. That's pretty cool, actually, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you made lots of author friends since you've become a writer? Um, yes, yeah, I've, I've made loads of author friends. It, it was really weird that sort of I, I'm quite a maybe you will use the word eccentric person. Um, you, you can see my house, so you probably get get, get some idea that, it, that it's a bit odd. Um, and and when I when I had my first books published and started hanging around with people who also wrote, it was this feeling of oh, that this is it. This is where I should be. You know, when you're doing a job and you're always just constantly thinking, have I just messed this up completely? Uh, and, oh, am I going to be in trouble? That, that was it's just gone. It, it's not, well, maybe for copy edits. A bit of that was copy edits. They're going to shout at me because I, I don't like to use English correctly. Um, we're not meant to say that. But it's not rules. It's guidelines. That's, that's the truth. Um, so, yeah, I've made lots of author friends. and They're, they're all lovely. And it's really supportive, which is lovely because it, People who buy books, buy books. They don't look back, well, I bought my book for this year. Um, they buy loads of books. So we all recommend each other's books. And oh, if you like this, you'll like that. And, and it's just a, it's a really lovely, welcoming place to be. There's always the odd one that isn't, but you just ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and do you get a lot of feedback from readers? Um, not for numbers game yet, because it doesn't come out till next week um for my other stuff yeah I, I get quite a lot of feedback and the reviews have started coming in for numbers game which is is really nice because up until that point you you have your agent saying yeah this is good and then your publisher I mean for numbers game I think nearly every publisher in the country said no to it <laughs> but um, for good reason they liked it which was lovely I, I my agent sends me the feedback when people say no and they all liked it and it kind of was a bit we're not sure how to market it because it doesn't really fit into a comfortable place in I'm saying it's as far as I'm aware um because you say stuff and it turns out entirely wrong I'm nearly always wrong so I'll just presume I am and I'll just wear on and pretend I'm not um it doesn't quite seem to fit into a place in British crime in that it's it's funny but it's also very gritty and it's very northern and working class, and 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 there's a slight supernatural element, and, and I think sort of two or two or three of those maybe I'd have got away with, but so I'm going to all of them. Before, um, 
maybe a bit much. But um, Waves Back, who eventually picked it up as their sort of debut for their publishing imprint as well, really love it and get it. And, and it seems from the reviews that and the net galley things that the readers as well have just sort of clicked into it and gone, yeah, I'm, I like these people. I want to be with them. And, and that's, that's a really lovely feeling, especially because this book has been in my head for well over a decade, these people. Yeah, I was going to ask you how you come to be um, associated with your publishers, because they are... Well, it, yeah, it, it's um, my agent, Ed Wilson of Johnson & Alcock, who handles the, the fantasy stuff. I sent this to him, and he loved it. He absolutely loved it. But he, and he did say, but it's not quite like anything that's about at the moment, so it might struggle, or it'll do great guns. And <clears throat> it struggled, um, but... He never gave up on it. He, he just kept going. He, he really liked it. He really believed in it. And he kept going. And, and sort of whenever anything new came up that he thought might be interested in, he would go, read this, read this. It's really good. And eventually waves back, read it, and thought, yeah, this is really good. And they wanted to launch with something that had its own personality, was, was the way they put it. So, so they, they've gone full in on it. And hopefully it'll do reasonably well I don't know depends what people think if people read it and talk about it then then brilliant and that's it you're, you're golden then but um if people read it and go I don't know any of these people who wrote this rubbish that did you stuff that <laughs> but uh, I don't think they will I think it's I think it, it lives on the fact that you meet Mal and Jackie and you like them. you just think oh well, no, I have a friend who who reads for me and I'm um, she, she sent back a comment on the second book that just said, Jackie, would get it. And I was like, no, he's a psychopath. You don't have to like him that much. She was like, no, no, he's really hot. I was like, no, I've written him too well. To dial him back a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't. Sometimes characters just are. Yeah. You can't help it. They just are. <laughs> yeah, he, he very much just is. And it's it's... It's weird when you write a book how much people you've known and you, and you see them in it. And you think, oh, yeah, I know where I stole that bit of Jackie from. I know who you are. And <laughs> I know who that is. And, and, and I think you can point to nearly everybody in the book and say, oh, that bit is so-and-so. <laughs> um, have you got any secret jokes or messages in your books that only a few people will understand? Yes. There's always um, references to my, my agent. I sneak them in there. Um, and a lot of the time, names, I put in the names of people I know, slightly changed, um, and kill them off. So if if you die in the book, you, you know it's you, but um, nobody else, nobody else. Would know. That's mostly because I'm really bad at thinking of names, it's really difficult. Um, it's one of the hardest, it's really odd how a name sort of encompasses a character, and, it, and if you don't got the name right, you can't write them, you say, I don't know. Who is this person? And suddenly the name clicks and you're like, all right, I've got you now. So I, I steal my friend's name, especially for people that are going to die quite quickly. And go, you'll go there. And then it is, it's, I don't ever kill off people I don't like. I only kill off people I do like. So there, that's most of the jokes. I'm trying to think I've got, see, I wrote this book three years ago now, four years ago, three, I think. And, and so it's quite difficult to remember what's in it. I'm just, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, you couldn't be asked lots more questions, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have to reread it. Up. Yeah, 
not necessarily by me because I haven't read it yet, but I'm on the blog tour, so I'm going to have to read it at some point. Um, I'm sure you'll like it. It's it's yeah. it's fun and funny. That they're just a a blast to be around. Well, I say that you might hate it. Yeah, I like funny. It's fine. It sounds right on my yeah. street. And oh, fingers crossed. Zoe's a harsh taskmaster. So oh, that, do as she says. Yeah. The blog tour lady. I was, I was being told <laughs> about her today by Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love her to bits, but yeah, she's strict. <laughs> <laughs> so just be warned as well. Very strict. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's not till the end of August, is it? August. August, yeah, they they have a plan, and publisher Nick um, used to do marketing for HarperCollins, so he seems to know what he's doing. So I'm just letting them. I have no interest in the business side of of writing. I like to write books and then just give it over and let other people do stuff. And what happens <laughs> to them happens. So <laughs> sounds like a good plan to me. Yeah, it's been working so far. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, if you were able to spend the day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend the day with? Oh, gosh. I'd quite like to spend some time with Ian Banks. Um, I love his science fiction uh, as Ian, Ian M. Banks. Um, not quite as taken with his, his literary stuff. I don't know why. Um, or maybe Robert Grace, because... L.A. Requiem is, is one of my absolute favourite books. I just think it's a masterclass. And the way he uses narrative and point of, point of view in it um, is just astounding. I met him, he came to Leeds to do a signing. And I just talked to him about how wonderful that book was. Um, so I, I'm sure he was overjoyed by that. <laughs> but but um, yeah, Robert Grace, uh, or maybe James Lee Burke, um, who, who's just such a, an astounding writer. I literally read his books and I'm just gobsmacked by the end of them. I just read um, A Private Cathedral, his latest one, where he takes a, 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 a character he's had for ages. And there's been like supernatural hints through the rubbish show books. Uh, and then in this one, there's a thousand year old hitman from hell comes after him and they have a showdown um, on what I think is the River Styx. Um, and it, there's no way that should work at all it it should be ridiculous and it's just brilliant i've literally gobsmacked so maybe james lee burke all of them i'd like to talk to all of them i'm just i just sit there listening but yeah yeah i think james lee burke because that he, he's his prose is so beautiful the way he sort of evokes nature and and the deep south and there is this sense of gathering violence that's going to break in his books and you know it's coming and it's just sort of holding back and holding back and it's a really clever clever thing that I wish I could do I can't I'm just like ah, everything's happening now <laughs> it's quite a popular choice actually it's come up a few times so yeah it's wonderful <laughs> um what's been your favorite moment so far being a writer um I think my really prosaic and boring um before i saw my first book uh, i was very ill and and kind of just 
life was, wasn't easy for us. We were all right, but life wasn't easy. And then just making the sort of leap to being able to not worry about whether you'll have enough money for the shopping at the end of the month. It is hugely life-changing. And if you were, I wasn't aware, I mean, I was aware of what a problem poverty is, um, which is something my books deal with, the, the, the way we treat other people. Um, just that difference of seeing how your life changes when you don't actually have to worry that much about money and how much easier. I mean, money is never going to make you happy, but it can definitely make everything a lot easier. Um, and that's a really boring change. And the other one is a complete a lasting sense of joy that I wake up every morning and just think, I write books. That's what I do. I write books for a living. I sit here on my couch and I make up nonsense and I write it down and then somebody pays me for it and then someone in America reads it and emails me to tell me they liked it. That is just the maddest, biggest... I remember thinking, oh, maybe I could be a writer. Um, And knowing realistically the chances of actually ever becoming a professional writer are just tiny, tiny, tiny. Um, And I've done it. I'm here. I've done and I'm writing stuff I love. I'm writing the sort of the fantasy side of it, which is just a blast. And I'm now writing the crime side of it. And it, it's just, it's like all my wishes are just here. A genie has appeared and gone, here you are, RJ. Just do the thing you like for the rest of your life. And it's like, wow. And it's really weird when I got my first book published, uh, an, an old salt came up to me and went, well, it's very exciting now. But you'll find that after a bit, it's all, you become very jaded and it's all very wearing on you. A couple of years and you'll just be like, oh, oh, this is very difficult. And I'm just like, no, no, every day is just like, <laughs> I'm going on holiday for a week soon. And, I, and my wife said, you're not bringing a computer. You're not allowed to work. And I, and I feel quite hard done. I'm like, oh, but I like it. Oh, I want to do I want to. So that, that, that is just, I feel like I'm doing the thing I should be doing and every day is just like, oh, oh it's amazing. <laughs> it's not to say it's always oh, fun. Sometimes you're just like, oh, God, how do I write this? It's, doing, it's sending me insane. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I mean, I've worked in call centers for eight hours a day and I would much rather be annoyed about a sentence than be dealing with people's complaints. So I've, I've won. That's that's. Yeah, I feel like I've won at life. No matter what happens, I've just had the most fantastic time. And um, what's your biggest dream? What's the thing that you really want to achieve? I don't really think like that. I'm, I'm a very, I'm very, very sort of live in the now and with whatever's happening. So I don't really think ahead much, which, which has led to some rather unfortunate situations. Um, <laughs> But, um, but um, I, said, I don't know. I mean, it'd be quite nice one day to see something I've written on television, to see see how that that comes. Just because I've written a lot of stuff for theatre in the past, um, and it's fascinating to see how how your your work is changed by um, actors taking it and it becomes something else. Uh, and that that's what interests me more than probably it being a mark of success, the idea of seeing what my characters become when dealt with by somebody else. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, think, I think I stopped thinking what's going to happen the first time I got fan mail. I hate the word fan, it's 
It's awful. Just I've just got a load of new friends, and it's brilliant. Fan kind of gives you this impression that because you write books, somehow you're better, and that's that's just so much rubbish. Anyone can write a book if they try hard enough. <laughs> I don't know. I think um, especially some of the more avid readers look at authors mm. as as our rock stars and our mm. our celebrities. So. I, I, I definitely dress like I'm a rock star. <laughs> that's, my, that's my big indulgence, is really expensive Jeffrey West boots. <laughs> is that wearing... Can you see them? Nice. Yeah, I was just flashing my boots at her, because I take it that if this is audio, they won't see that, but um, I'm wearing a pair of red snakeskin boots. But, um, yeah. But I've always dressed like this. It's not a the long hair and, and the black and and makeup and stuff is that's not a persona I've put on to get attention it's it's very it's who I've been since I was 16 don't know how to be anything else <laughs> but but my agent just refer to as these rock star right I think it's mostly because I wear a lot of hats <laughs> um, what do you like to do when you're not writing um think about writing um, it, it, oh, I don't really do, I play video games. I quite like to play video games. So I've just, um, I've just written. This sounds insane, but it's, it is true. I promise you. I've just written a book in three and a half weeks because I had an idea. Two and a half weeks. Sorry, I had an idea, and I couldn't stop writing it. And I couldn't even. I couldn't play video games. I'd do anything. I just wanted to sit and write this book. Um, so it is slightly obsessional, maybe writing with me. Um, but yeah, and I, I like my garden. I grow bonsai trees. Well, I kill bonsai trees. That's true to say. Um, I've got my my longest my longest lasting bonsai tree didn't wake up from his winter sleep this year, which is a bit sad. Um, he was five years old, but but he, that's a a good life for one of my bonsai trees. Um, but I do that. I quite like the idea, and I grow chili plants that I don't know what to do with the chilies half the time and I grow tomato plants and I've got a little garden and I collect <coughs> taxidermy but only really old taxidermy that's not very good because I don't know I don't think you can see in that camera can you see Wanda just Wanda the wallaby she's sat here with me because I was doing a, a thing um but you, yeah there's taxi I've we live in a big a history. I really like history. We live in a really old house and it's flat in a really old house, but our front room is sort of magnificent, which makes us sound very grand and we're not, we're just lucky we happen to look into it. But we've kind of covered it in odd, odd art. I like art and I like weird taxidermy that somebody did really badly about a hundred years ago. <laughs> I'm not interested in it. If it looks like the animal it's meant to be, I'm a bit, uh, not really my sort of thing. <laughs> if it looks like it was done by somebody who who has never never seen a deer and stuffed a deer's head, then I'm I am there for that. <laughs> or something that's a bit moth and is falling apart, and everyone's going, "Oh, why would you want that?" So we we definitely want that. <laughs> so yeah, that's what me and my wife do. We we collect strange art and outsider art. And, oh, I made a terrarium, just a music. Oh God, yeah, I love music. I listen to music all the time. And my little boy's learning guitar because he's. He, he's could actually learn, unlike me. So if he wants to be a musician at some point, he knows what he's doing. 
and who are your favourites to listen to? Um, oh, well, I like all sorts. Um, there's a band called the Afghan Wigs, who I really like, um, sort of solely grungy rock band who've been going 25 years now, quite a long time. Um, and I like a lot of, if you'd told sort of 18-year-olds me that I was going to be saying this when I got to this age, I like a lot of country music. There's um, a very dark and strange version of country that comes out of Denver. Um, bands like 16 Horsepower, who became Woven Hand and Jay Munley. And they, it's very narrative music, which I like. It tells stories, and I really like that. And then I like a lot of really noisy, extreme metal that most people would say just is a headache. <laughs> but I, I like that. Um, but I'm quite, I like all sorts of things, as long as it's not background music. If it's kind of inoffensive, then I'm quite offended by it. But if it's in your face, then I'm, I'm usually quite, except for jazz, which is like having a migraine headache. But Sorry, jazz fans. My, my best friend loves jazz. So, I mean, he's wrong, but, but we've, we've learned to live with that. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I like all sorts. Any, anything, I can never quite tell what's going to catch my ear, but then I'll listen to it obsessively. This week, I've, I've been listening to um, Soul Asylum. Had a big hit with a song called Runaway Train. But um, before that, they did an album called Soul Asylum and the Horse They Rode In On, which is really good. Kind of got bored of them after that because I was such a hipster back then. Like, oh, you've been in the charts, I'm afraid. Got not in my record collection anymore, sir. So. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so all manner of, of music. Too much. There's too much. And it's really weird now with Spotify. There's so much music. It drives me a bit mad. Oh, and, and yeah. <laughs> Um, so you said you've written the three books and then you've written another one this week. So are you working on anything now and what's coming next? Um, all three Mel and Jackie books are written. They're, they're done. And I think, I think we're hoping to release them over, over a 12-month period. Um, and then the one I've written is, is it's a crime book, but it's more, more sort of Agatha Christie-ish, whodunity, um, quite different in tone. I really enjoyed doing that. Um, the next thing I actually do is, is <clears throat> I've just re-signed with Orbit to do my fantasy book. So I'll be going and doing a big, massive fantasy book. It takes ages to write. It's really weird. Um, I find those much harder than I find the crime novels. The crime novels not just sort of, but a fantasy novel, you've got to sort of invent a world and then you've got to remember it. <laughs> which is really annoying because with our world it's brilliant oh, oh what, what's what's what are trees like everybody knows what trees are like you know in the fantasy book you get to go, yeah well they're not actually trees the lizard trees or, or whatever so i'll be doing that and then um depending on what what my agent thinks of, of the one i've just written and i've also got an american set crime novel that's quite quite hard-boiled that um I'm going to go back and go through and make it a bit less violent in um, because it's probably too violent for, <laughs> for the market according to my age. So I'll do that. But I never really know. I have an idea and then think, oh yeah, I'm going to do that that idea and then I do it and that, that's how my mind works. <laughs> and, and I get really excited about stuff and I'm sorry, I'm doing that that thing. 
And it makes me sound like I'm quite manic and I'm not. I'm really, I'm really sort of a laid back, chilled out person. <laughs> but but I, I enjoy the process of writing. It's, it's just, it's kind of, I don't know what anyone else would do for fun. I, I write and it's, it's my happy place. <laughs> well, I don't think I have any more questions for you unless you think there's anything I haven't asked you that you want to tell us. Oh, no, I'm really bad at thinking of questions. Um, I'm good at reacting to stuff. I'm really bad at thinking of stuff, which you think as a writer, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah I can tell you all this stuff. Um, no, just be nice to each other. <laughs> and, yeah, I think yeah, that, that's it, really. Don't kill people. It's really interesting in a book to deal with murder, but don't actually do it. That, that's, that's my big advice, because I imagine it's quite stressful. That's why I have to hide a murder. Yeah. And messy, really messy. Yeah. So that, that's that's my big bit of advice to, to everyone out there. Don't kill people. Have a good time all the time uh, and just enjoy yourself. So do you just want to tell everyone where they can find out more about you and where they can buy your books from? Oh, you can find out more about me. Um, I am on Twitter, RJ Darker, um, which is absolutely nothing to do with RJ Barker. Um, and <clears throat> you can go to the Wavesback website, which is Wavesback. Um, Wavesback on Twitter as well, or you can go to um, www.rjbarker.com and there will be an RJ Dark for my uh, evil twin side on that. There'll be an RJ Dark website. In fact, cut that bit out about the website. Because I'm not meant to mix up the two me's, and I keep doing it. I, just, I don't care. But um, yeah, uh, so yes, Twitter, RJ Darker. Twitter is where to go and follow, follow that. Then you, you'll quite quickly be in on the joke. Okay. Well, that's it. That's all I got for you. So thank you very much. Brilliant. Thank you. I can let my wife back in this room now. I had 